Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show, and I'm so excited today because we have a really special guest and great leader in this country with us today as the guest on Disability Matters. We are very honored to have Senator Carl Andrews from the 20th Senatorial District of New York as our guest on the show today. And for those of you listening with disabilities, wait till I tell you later in the show the unbelievable story about what this man did for a person with a disability. Senator Andrews, welcome to the show. Well, well, thank you, Joyce, and uh, let me just take this opportunity to thank you for what you do to make sure that the listeners in the disabled community uh, know their rights and also stay informed of all the, the changing issues and the pressing issues, not only for that community but for this whole country. Well, thank you. And I want, Senator Andrews, if you don't mind, for our listeners' information, I wondered if you could start first by giving all of us a background. You've had an illustrious and wonderful career in government. How did you first enter government? What caused you to first get involved? How did you get to where you are now? Well, I'm, uh, as I say, I'm a neighborhood boy. I've I've lived in this community all my life in Crown Heights section of Brooklyn, went to elementary school and college. And while I was at college, I had the opportunity to hear a young lady at the time by the name of Shirley Chisholm, the first black congresswoman ever elected to the House of Representatives, speak at our student body meeting. And she challenged our student uh, body to not only take advantage of the great educational opportunity we were being afforded at the time, but to use that education to come back to help the community. And with that charge in mind, I got involved in student government, went up to Albany, the capital of New York, to work in the state government, state legislature, uh, came back to the community, got elected to the local community school board when I was 21, served on the board for nine years, and then from that I had the opportunity to work for Congressman Major Owens, who replaced Shirley Chisholm for one year. Mm-hmm. Then I went on to work for uh, Secretary of State of New York, and also I had the opportunity before I became a state senator to work for Elliot Spitzer, the uh, Attorney General of the State of New York, who's now running for governor of the State of New York. Wow. So that's it in a nutshell, short little Isn't it amazing version. how one person can have such an impact? Because, you know, um, Congressman Steny Hoyer was on uh, the radio show actually just last week, and he was telling the story of how when he was a young man, how he was uh, at an event, and they said, hey, this uh, individual is going to speak, that you really should hear speak, and his name was John F. Kennedy. Mm-hmm. And yep. at first he wasn't even going to go to this event. Right. you know. And then he said, oh, okay, I'll go and I'll hear him speak. And then after that he was just so inspired that, you know, he said, you know what, I- I'm going to, I want to make a difference. I'm going to run for office, and, and here you go. The same thing happened with you as a result of hearing uh Shirley Chisholm speak. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, you never know um, who will make an impression on you in life. And even more importantly, my mother taught me at an early age, treat everyone equal because you never know 
who or when you might need that individual to help you, and never you know look down on anyone because you could be on the top of the world today and you can be at the bottom tomorrow. You never know. Yes, well, your mother was a very good teacher. I have a saying about that, and here's my saying. It is that on Judgment Day there will be no line for divas or CEOs. We're all the same. That's correct. And and, and too bad that people don't remember that in how they treat people, but you are one that has. And that is why, you know, in this country there are 54 million Americans with disabilities. Mm. And 10% of the state population are people with disabilities. And, you know, those people need to know about people like you who care about people with disabilities and who are doing something to help people with disabilities. And that's why I want all of you listening to the show to listen carefully so you know about Senator Andrews and about his career. Now, Senator Andrews, what is your position right now? You will be running for office, is that correct? Yes, I'm be running for the House of Representatives to replace Major Owens, who, as I said earlier, replaced Shirley Chisholm in the 11th Congressional District. And, yeah, and when is that? When will that be happening? This uh, September? September 12th. Yes, and and that is for the state of New York. State of New York, 11th Congressional District. Well, that is wonderful. That is so exciting. Well, isn't that great? Because look who you're following right in the footsteps of the person that got you involved. Yes, yes. It's kind of, uh, uh, as they say, deja vu or rewarding indirectly. And I wake up every day and I walk outside and, and I walk down the neighborhood and the streets that I grew up on. And I look to to the left and look to the right and I see neighbors who probably know me all my life and see me grow up from being a little boy to a big man, oversized man now, overweight man, but it's a very rewarding experience to have the opportunity not only to be a, a representative in government on any level, but to also represent the community which you were born and raised in. Well, so, it is great for them to have you, for all of us to have you. You had, When I was looking at your bio, wow, you've had years of public service, but this also included being the deputy campaign manager for Senator Hillary Rodham Clinton. How did you enjoy working with the senator and that husband of hers who's a little bit well-known? Oh, that was a very rewarding experience, too. Um, back in 2000, when I was working for the Attorney General Elliot Spitzer, I was approached by several members of a campaign that indicated that they wanted me to be a part of the campaign. And I told them that I would love to, but I work for this guy called Elliot Spitzer, the Attorney General, and he has a policy that no one can get involved in elections, and if you do, you have to resign. And I told him I wasn't prepared to resign to work on the campaign. So they said, well, we'll have Hillary Clinton call Elliot Spitzer. Bill Clinton call Elliot Spitzer, see if he'll release you. And I think they were very persuasive, and he gave me a temporary <laughs> leave, unpaid unpaid leave of absence. That's what everybody think I was getting two payrolls, two checks. And I was a deputy campaign manager, and it was a very rewarding experience. We ran all over the state, uh, and people got to know her. And as you know, she was elected in 2000, and she actually is up for re-election now yes. in 2006. And her husband, he was involved in parts of the campaign with some rallies and stuff, and it's like, you know, working for a rock star, mm-hmm. super, super worldwide rock star. That, that's and right. That is true. And you know what? In 1999, I received the President's Award at the White House, and it was given to me by President Clinton. Okay. And, I, and I'll tell you something. He 
after the ceremony, he wanted to stay and talk to every single person there with a disability to meet them. And any time I was at an event like that, he always stayed to talk to all the people there with disabilities. And, uh, you know, it really in his heart and soul, he really did care about those issues. So that mm-hmm. uh, I'll always remember that. that. That just was amazing to me. But I know many people that have impressed me in my life, such as Tony Quello, man, who is the author of the Americans with Disabilities Act, who is one of absolutely the greatest people that I know, period, uh, and another great person, Denise Peace, yeah, from wow. your controller's office in New York. Now uh, you're starting to get in, you're starting to get personal here now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you know these people also know. Yeah, yeah. And and they are wonderful people. I refer to them as the Godfather and the Diva. But you know, both of them are helping Americans with epilepsy. Yes, they they do a lot in that with that uh organization and they've gotten me involved in it to a great extent too, and I'm very happy to be involved with that. Now how did you meet Tony? Tony Quello. Oh uh, well, I, I can't, I can't take, it can't take anything away from the diva. The diva introduced me to Tony Fuquela. Yeah, well, at a epilepsy uh, convention in, in not North Carolina, in Orlando. In Atlanta. In, yeah. in Orlando, Orlando, Florida. Oh, Orlando, that's yeah. where you met him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'll tell you about Tony. I met Tony many years ago, and when I met Tony, and I would talk about my epilepsy, I would just say seizure disorder, until. I met Tony, and I'd hear him talk about his epilepsy, and I thought, this man, look look how powerful he is. Mm -hmm. You know, wrote the Americans with Disabilities Act, former congressman, you know, successful, you know, businessman, and in addition to all of those things, look what he has done, even as a political strategist. You know, he's always on TV, but, you know, still to this day, he's working to help people with epilepsy. He's just a great person. So that's a good person, you know, to have in your corner. That, that's for sure. But I mentioned earlier that I wanted to tell, you know, the audience a story. But before I tell them that, I do have something else I wanted to ask you. Senator Andrews, the largest group unemployed in the United States are Americans with significant disabilities. They are only 35% of Americans with disabilities work. And yet, of that group, the largest group unemployed, are minorities with significant disabilities. Yes. That is the highest group unemployed in this country, minorities with significant disabilities. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is, Senator Andrews? Well, I think that it continues with a pattern, unfortunately, that's prevalent in this country. If you look, I think, across the board, uh the highest rate of people unemployed in any category is are the minorities. Mm-hmm. And then you add on another form of, I guess, discrimination or another hurdle for individuals to, to tackle and be it called a, a disability or a, a some kind of stigma attached to them. It adds another layer of bureaucracy or another hurdle they must uh, challenge or, or jump over, and I think unfortunately, in the minority community, is not an issue that is widely discussed among the minority community, and also the broader community. And I think it's something that 
I've been working toward to try to enlighten people to this issue and more importantly try to um, come up with some solutions to deal with this, this chronic problem. And one of the things I've been able to do is get the Department of Civil Service to open up an employment outreach office right in the heart of my community, in the uh, minority part of my community, which will afford people the opportunity to get information on state, federal, and city jobs. And in all of those different categories, they are required by federal law, state law, and city law to hire people with um, from the disability world. And also, we have um, some federal legislation that's been enacted, and we have a lot of good community-based organizations in my district. Again, for example, the New York, the New York Institute for the Blind, which they uh, assist individuals with uh, disabilities and employment and working in their companies and the different factories that they own. And one of the things that they do is they um, make the actual um, uh, Air Force uh, uniforms that the, the fighter plows wear, and they also make other kind of uniforms, and there are several corporations or companies like this throughout the United States that have military contracts to do this, and specifically they're the only ones that can make these kind of uniforms, so that's another form of, of employment for people in the disability world, but it's not enough. And one of the things we have to do is make sure we have expand the opportunity and also uh, make government hire people, more people. Because government is one of the uh, most the largest employers of any individual in any state, um, in any city. Well, that's why we want you as a champion like you out there helping us. Because we need to do something, as Senator Andrew said, here is words, it's not enough. And with that, we're going to go to break and then we'll be right back with Senator Carl Andrews from New York State, a leader for Americans with Disabilities. You're listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, on voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. The Internet's premier talk radio station, voiceamerica.com. Expand love and light in the universe. Tune into Miracles Happen, Dreams Do Come True with Iris Jackson every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Each week, Iris and her guests empower, encourage, affirm, acknowledge, and remind us of who we really are, providing tools and processes to fulfill our destiny passionately, victoriously, and joyously. Miracles Happen, Dreams Do Come True is under the guidance and direction of our beloved I Am Presence, the seven mighty Elohim, the ascended masters, and the legions of light, and is given with fervent and heartfelt wishes that all of your dreams come true and are a thousand times more wonderful than you ever dreamed possible. Hello. 
Hello, this is Rory Garay, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Make Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race star. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. You are, if you just tuned in, oh, you're so lucky because you're hearing a great show with Senator Carl Andrews from New York State who will be running for the House of Representatives this fall in election, and I want all of you to know about this senator. You know, I have a story. I have to tell this story because, to me, this will forever, no matter where I speak. As a matter of fact, I will be speaking for EEOC for the, at, uh, in Washington, D.C. in a month at, and, at a conference to all the federal agencies. And when I speak, I'm going to always be telling this story because it just impressed me so much. We had a young man that Bender Consulting Services brought aboard, and he had several issues and disabilities. And what happened is, one day when he was to be at work, he wasn't there, and we couldn't find him. Now, this never happens. Just so you know, in 11 years, we've had a 90% success rate of our employees transitioning to partner companies with incredibly high attendance. I mean, people that have not missed a day of work for years and years because people with disabilities are always so appreciative and loyal and want to be there. Now, with this person, there were other issues going on that we didn't know about. But he didn't show up for a couple of days. I called the New York City Police Department because when we called his emergency number, couldn't get it, couldn't get an answer. So we called this other, these other numbers and then we called the police trying to find him, trying to find him, couldn't find him, kept trying to find him. I was petrified because I care about him. You know, what if something happened to him? So when I'm talking, to Tony Quello and Denise about this, they said, well, you know what? We have to call Senator Carl Andrews. I said, wait a minute. Now, I don't want to be bothering this man. No, we've got to call him. And, you know, now normally when you make a call like this, I'm going to be honest, what you would think is, well, this person is going to, like, send, you know, some gopher or someone to maybe check this out and then have that person call me back, and that will be the end of it. I want to tell you what the senator did. In Brooklyn, in an area that some people would not go to in Brooklyn, he went. He went all the way to the apartment, knocked on the door to find my employee to make sure he was safe. He went himself. Imagine how shocked you'd be if someone knocked at your door and it's the state senator. I mean, I just was so impressed that he did this. As a matter of fact, I, I, I don't know of anyone that would do that. I mean, that really is such a remarkable thing. It tells me 
a lot about this senator. Do you understand what he did? You know why? Because he cared about this young man. And I have to ask you, Senator, where the heck did you get that in your background? I guess is this from that story you told me about your mother telling you to care about people? Yes, and I think it's just a matter of the realities of life. I have not achieved what I have achieved today without someone helping me. And I can tell you a little story about how I got into graduate school, but we don't have that much time. But basically, I was supposed to, I thought I had been accepted into a graduate program, and I wasn't. And I was sitting at a reception with my friend and commiserating over not being accepted, and there was a gentleman at the table that overheard the conversation. And he, had to, he happened to be a chairman of the one of the departments I've applied for. And he told me to give him a call tomorrow. And that's how I got my, into graduate school. Is that right? And so you never know. Wow. You had someone looking out for you, too. Yep. Yeah, well, you know, that's because you're smart enough to know to look back in your wagon. But, see, there's those people that they become successful and they forget about that. But, you know... That's what makes you such a great leader. I will never forget that, ever, as long as I live. That just impressed me so much. And well, you know when the Godfather and the Diva call you now? You, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to yeah, react. I had a little help there. I had the Godfather and the Diva. So, I get, you know, with these two, you just have to say yes. You don't, you uh, don't have, But you know what? You didn't have to do what you did on your own. And I really do thank you. I'm just... You know, I just think you're a wonderful person. Well, and, and right you. here in this country, in the United States, there are 54 million Americans with disabilities. Yet, as I mentioned earlier, we have this critically high unemployment rate. Now, my question, you've told me what you're going to do to help us, but my question is, what is wrong with companies? Why do you think it is that... You know, they have these attitudinal barriers and are resisting hiring people with disabilities. I mean, it's great we had the ADA signed in 1990, but still we have a 65% unemployment rate. Why do you think people don't want to hire people with disabilities? Well, there's all kinds of forms of prejudice and discrimination, and I think, unfortunately, and not just with the disabled world, but in general, I think sometimes unless people can really uh, put a face with the situation or empathize and uh, know of someone or going through it personally, they really don't think it's something that is close to them or something that could happen to them. Mm -hmm. And until, you know, we get to a point in the society where we don't have to always have to wait to a, a crucial or critical mass kind of situation to start to be more sensitive to individuals. We're never really going to be able to conquer the, the, the discrimination or element of discrimination that's, or the stigma of discrimination that's given to people in the disabled world because one thing I've learned in this life is that everyone has a contribution. Everyone can contribute and everyone should have a right and the opportunity to do that. And we are our brother's keepers, and one of the worst forms of, dis of discrimination is to look down on other people because of whatever of their differences may be physical, mental, psychological, or religious, or whatever. You should never look at a human being 
as being any less than yourself. Well, wouldn't it be great if we could just clone you and get other people to think like that? And I ha- I'm going to tell you, I wrote an article that was recently published called Minorities Left Out Once Again. And what it's about is how over the past several years, 45% of my employees have been minorities. Mm-hmm. And yet companies are always saying, oh, I would hire a minority, but, you know, we just can't find a minority for this job. Now, remember, I work with the NSA. I work with Highmark, Bayer Corporation, the MGM Mirage, FedEx Ground. I work with some of the greatest companies, Computer Sciences Corporation, in the world. And they're hiring my employees, and many of them work in computer programming, finance. They're all being promoted. They've all done a great job. So my question is, why are people saying that they can't find people when I'm like no special ad out there? It's very easy for me to find great people. There seems to be some type of discriminatory lie going on here. And, you know, that that is why the article is called Minorities Left Out Once Again. And maybe, Senator Andrews, once you're elected, another thing we can do is work with the uh, black churches and youth groups so that more and more people will realize how many minorities with significant disabilities are left out. Yes, and you must, and as I said earlier in this, in the show, Joyce, you should be commended for the work that you do at championing the concerns of the uh, the disabled world and people in there. And as you indicated, it's a form of discrimination. But I think it's, it's unfortunately some things you can legislate and some things you can't. Right. And you cannot legislate morality. People have to, there has to be an awakening of people, you know, social awakening to let people understand that we are brothers and sisters keepers and we have to treat everyone, (coughs) excuse me, equally and more importantly, make sure that we take care of everyone and give everyone the opportunity to, to achieve whatever they want to achieve. And until we as a society make that conscious effort, I mean, we in government, you in the business world slash uh, community nonprofit world, we can we will advocate and do what we have to do, and we can get as many people to the water, or as they say, bring the horses to the water. But we won't be able to get everybody to drink it. But we can't give up the fight because the more people that drink it and believe it, then we spread the word the word around, and hopefully, when we spread the word around, it will change the morals and the mores and the culture of people's thinking. But we can't give up, and that's why in government we must put certain kind of quotas or we shouldn't say quotas or mandates on government to do more uh, on federal level, state level, local level. We must go to the religious community and the non-for-profit community and to the neighborhood and sensitize them because the end result, I think, is Information and education is knowledge and power. And a lot of times, it's easier for people to, to say, well, I can't find anyone because they don't want to look. And also, they don't know where to look. So it's incumbent upon all of us, you know, and I know you do that every day in your life, and I try to do it in my life, too, as an elected official, is to let people know what opportunities are available to them 
And that's why I was so proud to uh, have the opportunity to get this employment office put in Brooklyn, because this is only the third one in the whole state of New York, uh, sponsored by the uh, Department of Civil Service. So I think people have to be you know, sensitized, but they also have to have the information and know where to go, and, and that's not only from employment standpoint or from an employer standpoint. They have to know the information, too, so they have less, less excuses to say they can't find qualified individuals. Right. Yes, and unfortunately, how many times that is an excuse, but that is so great what you're doing with that employment office. That is fantastic. With that, we're going to go to break for one minute. If you just joined us, you are listening to Senator Carl Andrews from New York State Senate from the 20th Senatorial District with us on our show today. We'll be right back after a break. You're listening to America's Voice with Joyce Bender on Disability Matters. We'll be right back. The world leader in Internet talk radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Do you ever wonder what's in your future? Why you are the way you are? Or what your dreams really mean? Then tune in and call in to The Jackie Marie Show with professional psychic Jackie Marie. With over 90% accuracy in her psychic predictions, Jackie Marie answers your questions in psychic phenomenon, dream interpretation, numerology, astrology, hypnosis, recognition of your psychic gifts, and so much more. Along with her co-host, Alan Richard, Jackie also provides her psychic insight on celebrities, politicians, new items, and a mystery of the week. The Jackie Marie Show, broadcast every Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific, Pacific time, 9 Eastern, right here on the Voice America channel. In the spirit of Have Couch Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkgaard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Invoke thought, feeling, and inspiration into your life right here on voiceamerica.com. Bringing you around the world, right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to our show. We are talking to Senator Carl Andrews from the 20th Senatorial District of New York, who is with us today as our guest on Disability Matters. Um, and Senator Andrews, so my listeners know, if they want to get in touch with you or your campaign office, how do they do that? 
Well, we have a website and we have a phone number. The website is fairly simple. It's www.peopleforcarlandrews.com. One word. And the phone number is 718-757-9823. Peopleforcarlandrews.com. I love that. People for Carl Andrews. And that includes all people with Senator Carl Andrews, which include Americans with disabilities. And, and, you know, that's why I've always said, if we get more people registered to vote, just think what we can do, and we will talk about that in a few minutes. But I want to get back to some of the great things you have done. Senator Andrews, we talked about minorities with disabilities, but in addition to that, just disadvantaged youth in New York and Brooklyn, what are some of the things you've been doing to help young people? Well, we always, every year we have a, a seminar where we call it our youth, our youth Employment Forum, where we have the young people come in, and they think they're coming in to sign up for summer jobs, but in reality we give them an experience of how to actually interview and go to a job fair because we have different kind of employers there, potential employers, and we make them go around to each table and take an interview, and we show them how to give them some preparation courses on how to uh, interview and how to present themselves and how to do a resume just to get them prepared for the future. And we also have somebody there from the bank that tells them they should start to learn how to save money now and just don't take the money that they get every two weeks and spend it all up, put some of it aside, get that into your 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 makeup, into your culture of behavior so that when you become an older adult, you will have a a history and a tendency of knowing that you have to save money and learn how to invest it. How important that is. Then we also partner with a group called NIFTY um, that tells, goes into the high schools and shows shows the the high school students how to read the stock exchange and set up uh, different teams and they can set up a corporation and they're given a certain amount of money and they can show how they can invest it and how much money they can make on it and stuff like that and get them into dealing with the financial community. So that's just a couple of the programs that we um, sponsor in the district to get the youth more active. That is great because, you know, our young people are our future. We've got to help them and, you know, keep them involved and, and provide them with education uh, and a safety net so that so that they're not lost in the cracks somewhere, you know. So I think that's really great that you're doing all that. But you know what? I know from reading about you that you haven't forgotten the elderly either. I I know from reading about you and lis- look, listening to you speak that you have obtained funding for senior centers and done so much. What what are your plans in that area to work with the elderly in New York? Well, one of the things that we have, we have a uh, a grandfather grandmother mentoring program where we bring the young people there to work in the centers and talk to the seniors and even have the seniors uh, if they want to assist them in their homework. We also uh, have provided computers to all the senior centers in my district so that the digital divide and the, the new world of computers will not be foreign to them and they get computer training and they get basic training on how to, you know, work with a computer and go on the Internet. 
and uh, we just try to make sure that their lives and their, 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 their as being the elder statespersons of our community are comfortable. And we run workshops also on identity theft to make sure that they not they don't fall prey to uh, you know people trying to take advantage of them through identity theft and running scams on them. And uh, we just also on an annual basis we have a um, annual luncheon where we bring them into the Botanical Gardens and the Brooklyn Museum, which is the largest museum in Brooklyn, and we give them the whole run of both institutions, and they can go in and out all day free and have lunch and take advantage of all the exhibits. And you'd be surprised for people in their 60s and 70s, this is sometimes their first or first time to the museum. Uh, and uh, it's unfortunate, but then it's also good that at least they've had an opportunity in their lifetime to come to the museum and see the wonderful things that are there and also walk through the different parts of the Botanical Gardens and enjoy that day. So we give them a good day out just to enjoy enjoy life. And, you know, there with all the baby boomers retiring, that elderly population is going to get larger and larger and really is a very powerful group in this country. So oh. um, I, I think that's wonderful that you have done so much to help the elderly. Yep. Yep, and you know we all are gonna hopefully get to that stage of life. So it's good that you make sure you help uh, train the younger generation. As I was telling some young people the other day, it's good for them to be successful in life because that way they can take care of me when I get old. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they can be there for you, right? That's correct. That's right. Well, I wanted to talk to you for a minute, uh, a minute, Senator Andrews, about the power of voting and registering to vote. In the past presidential campaigns, neither candidate really talked very much about Americans with disabilities, and yet there are 54 million Americans with disabilities. And one of the reasons that many times they're left out is that many people with disabilities over the past years did not register to vote. But with the Help America Vote Act, and with huge disability advocacy groups like the American Association for People with Disabilities working nonstop to get people with disabilities registered to vote and out there voting, you know you're going to see a larger group come forward. But for those listening to the audience, to the show in the audience, I wanted you as a senator to mention to them what impact would that have, and how much of an impact would that have if you suddenly went forward and said, hey, we have this block of 10 million more votes? Well, I can even talk about it even more from a local perspective before we go to a national perspective. Back in 1991, when I was running for the city council, I lost a vote. I lost the election by 18 votes. And, uh, so by how much? 1 8, 18. 18. So I know firsthand, unlike Mr. Gorn, unlike Mr. Carey, 18 votes is a lot easier to comprehend than, say, 18, you know, 1,800,000 or whatever. And um, so I know firsthand that every vote, every vote counts. And here in New York, under the under HAVA, Help American Vote Act, we've been fighting very hard to make sure that the, we changed from a manual voting machine to a uh, more technically advanced electronic voting machine, but we 
one of the sticking points in the whole debate was to make sure that the uh, disabled world and would have the opportunity to have be able to vote and that would not be discriminated against in whatever kind of machine that we we ended up using and we will be using a trial basis this year to bring out a potential machine to give uh disability community the opportunity to see whether or not this one really works and meets their needs and if not we'll be prepared to change and try another one because we're very, very concerned that they are not disenfranchised and that they have the right to vote. And as you know, voting is a is 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 a right. It's not a privilege. Everybody should vote. They should take the opportunity to, to vote because one of the things you will find out uh if you don't know now that politicians and people in government make decisions that affect you and in order for you to have your your opinion heard you should participate and vote for those people who stand up for the rights and the issues that you feel are important to you and that's the only way you can have your rights and uh heard by your elected official by letting them know not only where you stand but also how you vote and as you indicated earlier there is no accident that politicians uh, cater to senior citizens because they are a very strong voting bloc. And people in the disability world, 54 million, uh, that's a large number. And if that community was to organize, they could make a great difference in a lot of different elections throughout the country and within their local communities and on the city and state level. And I must say that you are becoming more organized and then get to that point where you can even elect your own representatives from your own community where you don't even have to worry about having to educate us because you'll have someone from your community who's a part of the whole political process that knows firsthand experience what it is. Yeah, and, and that's right. And that is why if you're listening to this show, you've got to vote. Yeah. And if you've got to vote, listen. Your life will be impacted by whoever is in office. And if there's someone that you know out there that cares about disability and disability issues, you've got to vote so your voice will be heard. You've got to vote. Remember what the late Justin Dart Jr. said, vote as if your life depends upon it because it does. And with that, we're going to go to break, and then we'll be right back with Senator Carl Andrews, Democrat for Congress, running in New York State Senate. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. The Internet's premier talk radio station, voiceamerica.com. Encountering the Master Influence with host T. Joseph Sherman brings proven eternal values to the natural and supernatural human experience. 
T. Joseph Sherman and his guests share experiences of supernatural encounters, the awakening of spiritual realities, and finding divine destiny and purpose through experiences with God. This abundant life was created in Jesus Christ, the first man to host God in his body before time began, and each person can live in it. Live an abundant life mentally, emotionally, financially, physically, and relationally. Tune in to Encountering the Master Influence with T. Joseph Sherman, broadcasting every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America channel. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. How can you have a better life on your terms? You can have a better life because you can become better. Stop waiting for everything around you to change. Tune in every Wednesday at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time on Voice America for Life on Your Terms with David Martin. David Martin, an internationally recognized speaker, will teach you what successful people are doing. So join us Wednesday at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time for Life on Your Terms with David Martin. Right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Bringing you around the world right from your desktop, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back. As we are going to soon be ending our show today, we are talking to Senator Carl Andrews, New York State Senate, 20th Senatorial District of New York, running for the United States House of Representatives, who is speaking up speaking out to include people with disabilities and their right to quality of life. And that's why we have him on the show today, because he is one who is including Americans with disabilities. Senator Andrews, what, what are some of the key issues in your platform? Well, at the forefront, and we talked around it a little bit, um, health care, universal health care and Americans' right to access to good health care, and that is an issue that I'm very concerned about. Um, in my district, for example, we have a large AIDS, uh, concentration of AIDS. Uh, as we know, AIDS is very prevalent, has been prevalent not only in the United States but throughout the world, and we have to really start to tackle this thing as an ep- epidemic uh, we last week, I believe, was the anniversary of the discovery of AIDS, and since the discovery of AIDS, there have been over 25 million people in the world that have died from AIDS, and there's 40 million people right now that will uh, be affected with this uh, virus. And I don't think we have done as much as we could have done as a country to educate the, the public and to, more importantly, uh, come up with some preventive kinds of things to uh, make the public aware and also the research around this issue. We need to put more money in research. The other thing I'm concerned about is affordable housing for people. We are at a stage in our development now as a country where 
affordable housing is just becoming a, a joke. Uh, people, a person, a family of four making $40,000 or less cannot find decent housing, and that's unconscionable. We have to, as a government and as a society, make sure that we have decent, affordable housing for everyone. Uh, the war in Iraq, uh, even though we uh, caught one of the the uh, the Al-Qaeda leaders, the war is still going on, and this is a war that we should should end. This is a war that we should not have gotten involved in. This is a war that we should get out of. So these are some of the issues. And also, finally, education. Uh, no child left behind is leaving more children behind. And now they have a policy within the No Child Left Behind will, which will eliminate children from getting a GED or pursuing a high school diploma if they can't pass the uh, standard test. And there's no alternative kind of educational program set aside for children because uh, everybody might not be uh, be equipped or be able to deal with an academic uh, education or academic diploma. We need more vocational training, more training in more technical aspects of children and people who have other alternatives to just an academic diploma. So education is a very, very, very important issue and making sure that financial aid is available for those who do have the grades but may not have the money to go to college and get a college education. It should not be you should not have the opportunity based on the fact that you can't afford to go. That should not be a reason. If you have the grades, you should be allowed to go somehow. Mm-hmm. Well, those are a lot of very important issues that you will be dealing with as you run for this position. And I have asked all of our guests, so I, everyone on this show I have asked this question, um, and I wanted to ask you, in your life, You've achieved so many great things, Senator Andrews. You've already, you already are so successful. But what would you say comes to your mind as the things you are the proudest of so far? Hmm. I probably am most proudest of the fact that at the age of eight, my father passed away. And my mother had to raise my sister and I. And as a young boy, I had the opportunity to shake Martin Luther King Jr. hand when he was in Brooklyn speaking before a church that afternoon. And to go on to graduate from college, be the first to graduate from graduate school in my family, and now be the the state senator for the district that I was born and raised in and now also have the opportunity maybe to be a member of Congress from that same district. I'm pretty much on a a very good uh, ride, which I hope will not come to an end because uh, it's been good. And if it does come to an end, it just means I'll just continue a different kind of uh, path to continue it. Well, wow, those are some great accomplishments, just what you did as a young man to overcome that terrible tragedy. And also, you obviously have a very strong mother that went through that to raise you. Yep. You, you made the right choices. Wow, what an honor to meet Martin Luther King, Jr. Yep, yep, yep. 
What, when, where was that at? Was he at a, speaking at a church? Yeah, we were speaking at a church, Cornerstone Baptist Church in Brooklyn. Actually, I didn't really realize what I had what I did uh, at the time until later on in life because we went back to church that afternoon, which was for a little boy, a little trauma to go back to church two times on the same day. <laughs> and as we approached the church, I noticed an entourage of people walking away, and in that entourage it was Martin Luther King, Jr., and I pulled away from my mother's hand and ran over and shook his hand. And when I came back to her, she had a big smile on her face, and I didn't, really, I didn't understand why she had such a big smile on her face. We had missed his speech, but I still had the opportunity to run up to him and shake his hand. Wow. And I didn't realize what I had did until later on, a couple of years later, and I said, oh, okay. And unfortunately, also, it was right after the time he was assassinated, too. Then I was able to re- reconnect everything. Yeah. What a hand I had shipped. Yes. One of the greatest civil rights leaders ever. Yeah. Of all times. And and, and you know what? He was fighting for quality of life and jobs also. Yep, yep, yep. Same and thing. Then also, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. And then also to um, be motivated to get into public service by Shirley Chisholm. And I had the opportunity to honor her and uh, Hillary Clinton in 2003, right before. She passed away in 2004, and mm. when I was talking to her on the phone because she couldn't make the event, she was living in Florida then, she said, yeah, I know who you are, Carl Andrews, and I know you've been involved in the community, and I was I was a little taken back that she knew that much about me, but it showed me that she was still concerned about the community and she was keeping up on the various current events and all the different changes that had been taking place since she had left public service, One day. public life. Well, Senator Andrews, it's been so great having you on this show, but I have to ask you, what message, as I ask every single guest, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Always strive to be the best. Never let anyone discourage you because you can achieve it if you conceive it. And more importantly, always give it, always do your best. That's right. Always do your best. Such great words to people with disabilities who sometimes are told they can't do it and are told to lower the bar. But as you can see, here's a successful, great legislative leader in our country in the great state of New York telling you, always do your best. And with that, we're going to be getting ready to close the show. But first, I want to thank you, Senator Carl Andrews, We really think so highly of you, and I wish you all the best because I know you are one that will include Americans with disabilities. It has been an honor to have you on the show. Uh, As always, it's a pleasure and an honor to talk to you, Joyce. As I said numerous times during this interview, you continue to do the work that you do because without voices like you keeping us on alert and keeping us on our toes, we might not understand that disabilities really matter. Well, thank you, Senator Andrews, and I know you do. And with that, I want to end the show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader, and today that civil rights leader is former Congressman Tony Quello, who (laughs) said this, Work gives us dignity. Work gives us dignity, and how true that is. 
Well, we'll be looking forward to talking to you next week on the show. You've been listening to Joyce Bender on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. See you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.